Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Heart of Worship podcast. I'm Dwayne Moore, and this is February the, what day is this? February the 12th, 2020. And we are glad you're listening in. Stephen, are you up there in Louisville, Kentucky? I sure am. It's still weird to me. Hey, man. That it's 2020. <laughs> hearing it, hearing I know it I haven't always had to stop and make sure that I say 2020. Yeah. You know? The first time I wrote it, I remember thinking, which is, I guess, the way it is every year, but something about that we're living in the 20s now, specifically, is crazy to me. Yeah, we, we are actually already six weeks into 2020, which is also crazy to me. Right. No Can you kidding. believe that? Right. Yeah. 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 So, well, hey, uh, you... Okay, can I just be transparent with you? When you when you and I first got to talking right before we started the recording, you sounded a little bit emotional. Now I, I don't know if you want me to tell everybody that, but but I think it's because you're just. Sure, I mean, yeah. you've been in the studio for like hours and hours. I, I mean, really, right? It, it, tell us what you've been doing lately. Catch us up. So we've been writing and recording a lot uh, this year. That's that's almost solely what we've been doing as Carrollton. Um, and so, okay. So we spent a couple of days this week in studio, but then last week or the week before last, we were in studio every day working some pretty long days trying to get this project wrapped up that we were working on. So this will be our first EP release with this new lineup with me singing and everything. And so, ah, uh, it's, awesome. yeah. So it's okay. So it's exciting. so, but but it's a lot of pressure, probably, right? And let's be honest, you feeling a little bit of like, okay, this is our first big debut. I mean, I would anyway, maybe not you, but I think I'd feel a little bit of like, oh, okay, let's get it right. So Yeah, there's absolutely that, no doubt. Um, there is the pressure of this feels like the rebranding moment. You know, people are going to be looking to this release to hear what the new Carrollton is, per se. And so you do feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, though, I've my life, I feel like, has been defined up to this point just by trial and error. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a one to make plenty okay. of mistakes, and then I'm one to adjust, and so that's kind of how I get along, for better or worse. And so, learning to mm. give myself some okay. grace in that area has been important to me, and it's no different with this, you know. So it, I say that to say, in hindsight, looking back, just like there was with the solo release I did a couple years ago, you know, you look back and you listen through it, and you think there's some things that uh, I'd like to have done differently in this. But at this point, it's already sure. broadcast to the world to see. So you just got to, got to forget it. And It's already done. But right. Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, we just got back the, the masters for these five tracks. And so listening through them, you know, you're just you, picking. What do you mean you just got them back? Like today? You just got them back today? Yeah, we got. they were emailed to us. Um, oh, my so, goodness. So you're just hearing them today, and then you're jumping on the podcast. Oh, I listened no to it. Man. It was a mistake. I listened to it for the first time <laughs> literally two minutes before I got on this call yeah. with you. So, Oh, yeah. You're, you're so you're so zoned on that. I mean, I'm surprised you even are even talking to me right now. You're Because, like, man, your emotions are running high, no doubt. Of course. Now I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big moment. I mean, well, and, and just so you guys will know that are listening out there, I mean, Stephen is um, – I mean, I'm talking like a dad now, I guess, but I mean, I'm really proud of the fact he's stuck to his dream. I mean, so many people have, would have jumped ship, but he's he's doing what he's 
you know, what he, uh, what he feels called to do. He and I have talked about this enough that I think I can speak for him. But also, he's doing what he loves. And, and then, <laughs> now here's the big moment, and, and he just listened to it two, two minutes ago. So, yeah, we're going to cut you some slack then. Uh, this, is, uh, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is big. And I, know, I can't wait to hear it myself. I bet it's going to sound amazing, but you are going to be overcritical, and that's just human nature, I think. Sure, I agree with that. You know, music has been a, one of those things for me. There have only been a few things in life. Um, I don't know, that I just don't, I can't let go of, no matter how much I even want to sometimes. And music has been that for me. There have been plenty of days, even recently, where basically all I've wanted to do is hide under a rock and never be heard of again, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest with you. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, But I sure. just can't bring myself to it. It just doesn't feel right, ultimately. So here I am. Well, I think what we are experiencing with you, and, and I kind of think it's I, I kind of think it's uh, it's beneficial for us. I don't think it's you don't you don't you know you, you couldn't probably see it like that for yourself. But to get to watch a guy in a journey like this, because you know what most of us see, Stephen, most of us hear the radio version after sure. all the sweat and toil and tears have, have been expended, and and they're on the the other side of of the success. Mm -hmm. What we're seeing with you is is climbing. We use the the refocus retreat this past weekend in Pigeon Forge. We use the analogy all weekend of climbing a mountain. Well, you're still climbing, and it's 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 a hard climb. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, man. So we're we're kind of uh, those of us who are listening to the podcast are are are, are, are watching you uh, go through this journey. And and it, it, I'll be honest, it's not necessarily encouraging us all to jump on the the bandwagon to be artists. <laughs> Because it's a lot harder than it's cracked up to be, isn't it? I and mean, it really is. Sure. It's a challenge. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think um, that applies to to many things, though. Just it just just the the idea of grinding to get to a certain you know elevated point. It it's easy to look at the the shiny polished products of of all that hard work and all that failure and all those crappy days and just think, wow, like they were born like that, you know? And so you, you see this, this huge void between you and where you're at maybe. And then where these people are at that you want to, you, you know, you want to be. And, um, that void is ultimately filled just by that long days, not a lot of sleep, messing a bunch of stuff up, Hmm. hating it for a day, then going back and fixing it and getting it where you want it to be. And there's something about that that I just think is really beautiful to represent in creating, whether it's music or whatever. you know. And so to me, it's really important that people see that element of what we do because I think art ultimately is a reflection of life and of reality. And the reality is that is that's how it goes. You know, the best musicians and writers or guitarists or whatever in the world um, at one point had no idea how to use that instrument in their hands, you know, and they got there by years of work and perseverance. And so I think it's, it's really sweet. Well, to I think it's, a, that. 
Yeah, I do too, and I, and I, I do too, and 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 so uh, I really wouldn't make you know I'm not I'm actually being as serious about that as I can. I think watching someone else experience it is a good lesson for all of us. And yeah. I, I'm sorry that we have to learn our lesson at your expense, you know. Uh, but but I mean that's you know thank you uh, for being transparent with us in the sure. midst of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that we need to not be on any longer than we have to in this podcast. Cause I know you want to get back to listening to your songs, but but I'm gonna. Uh, Asked to borrow you a little bit longer so we can have some conversation here. But uh, so you know, let me go there a little bit deeper. And this is really getting you to open up here. But you seem like you're in a really honest, transparent mood. Uh, how, how, do, how do your how does your spiritual life work during a, a moments like that? I mean, I mean, when, when you're busting it every day and you're spending, you know, 16 hours a day in a studio, does that does that mean that your quiet time suffer from that, or, or is it actually just the opposite? Do you tend to like, oh my word, I'm on my knees, desperate. I mean, I mean, really, let's let's talk about that for a moment. How does that affect one uh, in the midst of creating? Mm-hmm. How important? Let me go there. How important is that part in the creating process? Do you think? So I think there are definitely people with much more structured, healthy disciplines than I have. Um, artists, I mean, that 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 do this much more correctly. For me how it goes is my quiet times suffer and then I'm on my knees begging for help because of my quiet time suffering. You know, that's, that's normally the order. I think it goes in for me. If I'm being honest with you, uh, I get in the, I get in the middle of things, busy with things. I feel the way of it all. I feel like I got to carry it, move it forward. And so I pour a lot of my time into it, but also just a lot of my mental effort into it. Um, you know, so I, even if I sit down, say, to read my Bible one evening, it's not uncommon for me to just be thinking about the mix on something or a part that's not there on a song that should be yeah. there. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, so I don't I even know what that. I'm reading, yeah. uh, which then in turn works me out of the habit of reading. So I just quit because I'm not I'm not getting anything out of it. <laughs> and then I'm, a month, yeah. I'm you know, a month down the road. Wow. I've been doing that for that long. And I'm just like, holy crap. Why am I here? What am I doing? And uh, at well, that first point, thing, I first, getting desperate. First of all, crap has never been holy. So, so if you even say holy crap, then we have, yeah. Sure. <laughs> you probably have an issue. Okay? Yeah. If you even think crap is holy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, it, it's so vitally important that we stay connected vertically because our creator is the one that creates through us. But yet the yeah. reality is when we're in the middle of, of the creative process, it's so easy to just get pulled away from that. You know, wow. you know, the thing is, though, so at this conference that we just did, I can't remember the guy's name, and I wish I could. Man, I wish I could. He was one of the professors there. I met him briefly. Um, he sat down. He and I talked one day. I say the conference. It was Refocus Conference that we just did this yep. past weekend that I know we're going to talk more about here in a minute. Um, so we got to lead worship for that. So we were there mm-hmm. for the whole weekend, Carrollton was, and he sat down and talked to me briefly in the lobby of this hotel. And he prayed for me to close. And one of the things he said in his prayer is basically, Lord, I'd rather be close, I'd rather be failing and near your heart than succeeding and away from it. And uh, something about wow. that really resonated. How did you feel about me. someone praying? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was wondering if how the, how you how you felt about that. To be honest, um, life's been kicking my butt lately in a lot of ways, so it felt relevant. 
it felt like oh, okay it was okay. almost it was almost like a silver lining it's like <laughs> okay. all i'm seeing is this yeah steam yeah, okay. you know pile the of failure waste. Part. right but he just mm-hmm. kind of put a silver lining over it you know it's like I think it's just human nature, especially if we're not careful, we uh, take success for granted. And when, you, when you're coasting, you're doing well, you just feel like you got it. You feel like it's under control, you're managing, and you tend to forget your desperation, you know, your constant desperation for God to be present, be with you. And he reminded me of that in that moment. You know, it's like, yeah, life's been kicking my butt lately, mm. but I've also been looking up a whole lot more than I probably would have had I just been succeeding like crazy. And so if my life, my wow. entire life is defined okay. by that sentence right there, that's not the worst way to spend your entire life, you know, like struggling after the heart of God versus succeeding, doing your own thing. Right. I think a lot of people look at, at you and, you know, when you're standing up there leading like you did this weekend at our at our refocus retreat and they see you as very successful and but but you know so again it's like this music i'm sure if i listen to the music you just list, you just received in an email i would think it's amazing but you're mm-hmm. going to look at it differently and so sure. getting a fresh perspective from that professor praying over you man those are encouraging moments like okay yeah that's someone else taking a peek from the outside in seeing god's hand on all that you're doing man even though when we're in the middle of it all it's kind of hard to see it you know mm-hmm. it's powerful well uh we want to talk about the refocus retreat this i keep we switch back and forth between the word conference and retreat because you know things are typically and that's fine uh-huh. often we call things a conference but we just uh you're the actual actually last year you're the one that started coining it with that term retreat and i and I like it. Oh, so I good. think we're going to probably stick with that word. You're welcome. Well, it's just that it feels, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, if you're wanting a royalty <laughs> out of it, you ain't going to get it. It ain't, ain't happening. Okay. But, uh, but, uh, but, but it feels like a, a, a retreating to really have some refocus time with God. And I hope it was that from, and we've gotten some wonderful, wonderful feedback uh, yeah. from several people. Great. And maybe you have too. I don't know what you've heard, but I mean, several have said, "Hey, we want to come back. We we love this." And that's awesome. I think it has that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do is to, uh, to, uh, is is there were, there were some questions that we had during our panel discussion. We did a panel discussion each night with several um, worship directors from different schools and colleges, universities, uh, some worship pastors. Got them up on on stools in the front of the room, and and just people sent us questions. Mm-hmm. and we asked those questions, but we didn't get to all of them. And I thought, well, how, how cool would it be to take some time today to answer three or four of those questions that we didn't maybe didn't really get to talk oh, about very much? Okay. What do, you, what do you think about that? That sounds good. Let's do it. Now, I don't know if we're going <laughs> to... Yeah, you know, I don't know if we're going to have all the right answers, sure. right? Uh, yeah. But but I'd say let's give it a try, and, and let's just kind of jump in, because we felt kind of bad that we just didn't get to all the questions. We only had a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and uh, we just couldn't get to all of them, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but so I thought that may, might be kind of fun. Let's do it. Uh, listen, before we, yeah, well, uh, so we're going to go to break in a moment, and 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 talk about that and before we do uh i want to go and ask you to consider refocus for next year we're already making plans for next year the same time like the second weekend of the uh, of the month of february in pigeon forge tennessee go ahead and right now and 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 look at putting your your yourself on the calendar to come 
Um, and bring your team, bring your spouse. Um, it's going to be awesome. I mean, every year people go walk away just thinking, my goodness, that was so worth the time and in the, in the, in the drive to be there. Uh, there's some really good things out there that you can go to. Ours is unique in that it's not full of a lot of information. Stephen led a songwriting class uh, one afternoon, and Stephen, I thought that went amazingly well. I mean, I know I at least one it. group actually wrote us. Yeah, one group actually wrote a good, a really good song out of that. Yeah, it's like how'd they do that in one day? Yeah, uh, and so that happens. So you're going to have some experiences like that. But really, the word experience is the key here. You you get in with a, you you really get to know other other small group. Uh, people in your small group throughout the weekend. So you'll walk away with new friends, uh, new new connections, uh, new information as much as you want to learn from things. But more than anything, you'll get inspiration. That's what makes it so unique. Uh, it's not full of just breakout sessions. You just pack your brain full of information as much as you really will leave um, refocused in, in, in where God's wanting you to be. And that, that's our prayer. And and, and so please consider coming because we'd love to have you. Uh, we're going to take a break now. Oh, and by the way, you can go to our website, nextlevelworship.com slash refocus, and you can check out next year. We'll, we're going to update our website here pretty quick, and you can check out what's happening, okay? Uh, Stephen, we're going to come back, and we'll jump into a few of these questions. we got some, uh, as my mama used to say, some humdingers. I don't know what that means. But, but we got some big, <laughs> I really don't know what that means. But we've got some questions that are like, uh, okay. Uh, but very pertinent to where we are in society today, with especially in the area of ministry and churches. So check it out. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, everybody, we're back uh, with the Heart of Worship podcast with Stephen Moore and I. Uh, Going to try to tackle some questions here <laughs> that were asked at our Refocus retreat in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee this past weekend. We had a room full of worship pastors and spouses as well as a lot of college students and worship directors from, I think we had like seven schools there uh, represented, Christian schools from different parts of the nation and so the the questions were were pretty diverse Stephen I mean did you do you remember some of the questions that we the panel got and I thought they nailed them but we just didn't get to all yeah. of them you know we just couldn't answer them all right so uh, we're gonna yeah so we're gonna send a link out to everybody and say hey if you ask a question that you didn't get answered you know you, you listen in you might maybe we tackled it and we won't even even in this setting we won't get to all of them because there were a bunch but let's start with this one can you how can you stay joyful even though there may not be much participation in the congregation? I mean, how do you maintain a joyful Ooh. heart and spirit when you're looking at sour faces out there? I think that's another way to put it, you know, as a leader, whether you're standing up there leading music or speaking or anytime you're on a platform, uh, people, I mean, I think people kind of expect you to be cheerful. How sure. do you remain that way when really they don't, they don't look like it? That, I think that's the question they're asking. What do you think? I have mixed emotions and and ideas on this, I think. So okay. there have Let's definitely been moments there have definitely been moments where I, we've been I think there is some distinction between playing a show like I would would with Carrollton and then leading worship for your weekly church congregation. Um Okay. 
and so this might not excuse my thought on it though, but just, just to, to preface with that. So when I'm playing a, sh- we're playing a show for some reason, if the crowd's just not in it and we, we played a couple last year, not many, thankfully, but a couple where, I mean, they're just stone cold, not doing anything, staring at you the whole time. Mm. I mean, I remember oh, yeah. one show in particular, there's a moment in a song where the whole song's built on response. It's called This I Know. And so I kind of teach them the chorus up front, and then it, it, it's pretty easy to get a hold of. And so we go into the song, and I say, do y'all feel like singing a little bit? And nearly every time I say that, I get some kind of feedback. And there was literally nothing. I mean, if it weren't for the music playing underneath, you could just hear crickets in the room. And at that point, I'm just looking at everybody mm-hmm. thinking, all right, fine. If you don't want to be here, I don't want to be here. So like, if you don't want to care about it, I'm not going to care about it, which is not sure. the right approach. Sure. But it can be really frustrating, you know. Um, but that is the reality of just the state that we're in, I think. Uh, you know, with, with what do you mean? As far as far as church cult- culture goes, you know, um, yeah. And I'm not even I'm not even trying to break it down to a good or bad. I'm just saying it's it's this observation culture. You know, you listen and you take in. Um, oh, and so they they their faces don't necessarily reflect what they're thinking on the inside. They're just sitting there listening. Sure, okay, not all the time. Not all the time. They're not participating. Um, not nece- it's not necessarily a negative thing, but they're just kind of. Con- are you saying they're conditioned to more or less absorb it, soak it in? Is that the culture you mean that we're in? Is that I think so. That? Yeah, I think so. And I couldn't even tell you how it got there or why necessarily. But in terms of response to that, how do you stay joyful? I think, one, it's it's realizing that the truth in Scripture that we claim um, is on its own reason for us to be the happiest people on this planet. That is the reality. Absolutely. And uh, I sure as heck don't always represent that well. Uh, Maybe even most of the time I don't. But I think we should strive for that, even if we don't always hit the mark. And so there's your foundation for why should I have joy in the face of fill in the blank, whether it's a stone-cold congregation that doesn't look like they care or your crappy day at work. Uh, As Part two to that answer would be, especially if you're in front of the same congregation week after week, Part of your role as a leader in that context is to shepherd and to disciple and to grow, you know. And so I think you look at that and you you take away from that, you know, as opposed to letting yourself get frustrated like I have so many times. You, you look at it, you sit down, and you think, okay, what do they need? Clearly they could connect more effectively to what's going on right here, you know. They could understand mm-hmm. why is it so beautiful that we that we're singing these truths, these songs together. They could understand what's the significance of kneeling or of, of raising my hands, or of us even coming together as a body and worshiping. You know, and so I think maybe being proactive on some of those stances could contribute to having joy when your congregation is being that way. Because for one, you're going to be solving the problem. But for two. It's just going to feel like progress. It's not going to, you know, it's, it's going to feel like maybe a hole that you're not always going to be in, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. It's like we're teaching them. We're moving toward mm. 
where we want this congregation okay. ultimately to, to, to be spiritually and during these moments. So what do you think? That's good. You're the guy with the no, experience. I, 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 thank you for asking. I just, <laughs> I just, I just uh, think about all this stuff while I'm eating cereal yeah. on my couch. That's where I do my brainstorming. Well, so you're the guy that profound, profound cereal the, thoughts. Yeah, sure. It's good cereal. Well, I mean, I, I, well, good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, you eat some weird li- cereal, by the way. Can I just say that for the record? Yeah. You don't eat like the common Fruit Loops kind of stuff. Oh no, no. You, but we we're not here to talk about your cereal. But I gotta right. tell you, it looks strange to me. Uh-huh. It's so healthy. It, it's bothersome. Anyway. Um, yeah, about joy, about that whole thing, not that we can get in a whole sermonette, sermonizing over it. I'm not going to do that. But I will say that if joy is not off stage with you, it's not going to be on stage with you. I'll just say it like that. Oh, Very that's true. The joy sure. is something that we maintain throughout, you know, I mean, it ought to be throughout our week. And then it's a little bit easier. That easier is not the right word. It, it's just more consistent when we're up there. We're still going to have those moments when the lights go out or the sound system doesn't work right. That seems like every other week something's wrong with the sound, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that necessarily the sound. We're not trying to blow it, you know, put it all on the sound person. It's just reality. When you work with technical stuff, technical things go wrong. So that can get you frustrated. Or like you said, you can look out there and see someone who, uh, it's just like it feels like a dead moment. No one seems to be into it. But part of that's how we interpret it. Uh, part of it, we, we have these uh, these uh, um, now almost this this filtering glass on our uh, uh, on our eyes over our eyes, saying, you know, you're almost reflecting onto them uh, uh, what's going on in your own heart. And so we have to remember that just because it didn't look like it's on their face doesn't mean that they're not, as you said earlier, absorbing it. You know, we talked about maybe they're just listening. Maybe that's just what they're doing. Well, great. That's, that's, a, that's huge. So I would say don't let your joy be drawn from the congregation or from the audience, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Your joy has got to come from the inside. Because if it comes yeah. from the outside, <laughs> you're going to be like Barbie, you know, the Barbie little girl with a Barbie doll. When the Barbie's having a good day. Little girl's having a good day. Barbie's having a bad day. Little girl's having a bad day. Because, you know, that it, it, we, we tend to be external with our emotions. No, no, no. It's got to come from the inside. And like you said, God's always, you know, the same. Nothing changes on him. We're the ones that forget that sometimes. So mm-hmm. that's something I'd say. And as far as whether well, you got to smile all the time, I used to think that. I don't think that anymore. I think the culture's different now. And I think it's honestly strange to be singing about the death of Jesus and how he died on a cruel cross, shed his blood, you know, they put nails through his hands and you're smiling the whole time. That that that's weird. So I could get why you wouldn't smile all the time. But I think to ultimately give people hope and a joyful spirit, yeah, I I I think a, a sense of joy is important. And I think it's just gotta come from the inside. So that's probably all the sermonizing I'm gonna do. But but uh does that help? I mean what do you think? Yeah, I think that's great. I think you're right. I agree. Okay. Well, our second question is, um, who is worship actually for? And, uh, and, and I think the context of this is, is a leader. You know, why are we together doing worship? Uh, who is it for? And how do, we, how do we focus our worship on God so, is the question. And, and we didn't get to that because I wasn't really sure where they were going with that. And I felt like the whole weekend at the conference or the retreat was about worship. So I was kind of hoping they'd get their question answered. But we didn't really answer this question in the panel by worship so i thought i'd bring it up today. i'm assuming they're meaning music the music time i think they're talking about corporate i mean during the, the, the corporate experience yeah 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 i'm assuming so i mean who is worship for otherwise would be kind of an obvious question 
But uh, maybe sure. they mean within a corporate setting, who is it really for? Mm-hmm. I mean, surely the the people that came to this retreat were knowledgeable enough to know who worship for. I yeah. Mean, you, you, almost anybody in the world would know that. So I think they were put in the context, okay, why are we doing this in this setting? Yeah. What, what are we really so trying to accomplish here? To answer this this question best, I think you need to drop the word worship. Otherwise, it gets really confusing really fast and maybe okay. heretical. Um, so if you say what is the congregational time of song for which is the only preached up way I can think to say it right now you know what what is the congregational okay. music time for where, where we come together we sing these songs um, I think it it is to and for God Absolutely, you know it's it's to let our praises be be heard, let them be known, to glorify Him in that through that. So it is to worship Him. Um, but as I know, you teach so often, you can't deny the aspects of the congregation in the room, the individuals in the room. You know, it's for them too. I think it's for everybody present at that gathering. Um, it's not okay. to worship them, well, right? It's but. But you're surrounded no. by people that they need to be, some of them need to be encouraged. Some of them are doing great and just need to let it out, proclaim, boil over, you know. Um, it's to teach those around you, you know, as a, as a leader, one of the leaders. And so, okay. yeah, I think it's for everyone. Well, I, I do too, and, and I apparently, because and, and, I taught on worship there, and we had a lot of people speaking on worship, but the one, th- the one thing we didn't do at the retreat was approach it from the aspect of, why are we doing this corporately? And you know, I think the best person to answer that is someone that's a pastor, a senior pastor, because he's got, or in some cases, she's got the vision of, of where this church is going, and... Um, <clears throat> So maybe the context of who, I have no idea who asked this question. I don't know what they really meant. But, mm-hmm. but if you want to know what worship, quote unquote, is for within the, the, the body of Christ, it locally gathering in a church building, I'd love to hear from a pastor. I mean, I'd love to see, because ultimately, as the, the worship leader, I'm following the pastor. I got to know what, what, what do you want us to accomplish in the setting corporately? What are you hoping to do? And I think that's going to depend on what my pastor thinks, don't you? I mean, what about if, you know, some pastors would say it, it's to have this great emotional experience of meeting with God, and, and it's awesome. Or others would say, no, just, just get them back next week. Make sure it's quality so they'll come back next week. And so mm-hmm. it depends on who your pastor is. So what about if we, maybe that old-fashioned phone a friend idea. Why don't we just call up a pastor and see, or we don't really literally call him up. Let me send a message to uh, John. John's on our, our staff. He's also a pastor. And let's see what a pastor thinks about this, because apparently we didn't answer the, the guy's question from worship leader standpoint. Uh, as a worship leader, we didn't, must not have answered his question at the retreat. So I'm thinking maybe it's from the perspective of why are we doing all this as a congregation? Hmm. So okay. uh, I'm going to shoot him a message and see if he can join us and see what he's doing. I, I, I gave him a heads up. We might be asking him. So he should be waiting for us. Um, so. So let, let's let's ask him what he thinks about that. But while while I'm waiting for him to give me a response here, I'll say this: that this audience of one idea is not really. I don't personally think that's actually a really biblical idea when you get together, because I we're agree. not just an audience of one. If you ignore the other people in the room, I think you're overlooking Ephesians chapter five verse nineteen. Hmm. Um, 
and where it says sing to you know admonish one another with songs hymns and spiritual songs okay john's okay good john's good he can join us for a minute john are you there hey yeah i'm here can you hear me yeah man okay good good well hey i don't know what you're doing right now but i appreciate you letting us interrupt your day for a minute um we got a question for you all right okay uh now think like a pastor which you do anyway so well okay um what is worship for? Now we had a question. This question was asked. Uh, you were at our. You were at the retreat in Pigeon Forge. You, you remember the questions, but we didn't get to this one because honestly, I thought John that we would probably answer it over the weekend. You know, because we talked a lot about worship. But but then again, I thought, well, maybe maybe we didn't. Maybe we never really got to the guy's question or the girl's question, because maybe the context is why are we getting together to worship God? And I thought the best one to answer that is the pastor. The pastor is the one that's going to give us some guidance on what the purpose is of us coming together. So, thought about you, man. So, uh, uh, you want to give us some wisdom on that? I know I'm throwing it at you, but uh, I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, sure. Uh, you, did, you didn't have anything easier, the the meaning of life. I know. That's a t- I say. <laughs> yeah, this is a deep one. And so, uh, but, you know, just, 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 just exude that wisdom you got and just give us some uh, off the top of your head kind of stuff here. Sure. Um, you know, as a pastor, uh, I believe that the purpose of the um, weekly congregational meeting um, when we come together corporately uh, to praise and worship God, I, I think that I think there's really uh, two uh purposes behind that there should be two goals uh that drive us uh, and of course number one is the the obvious elephant in the room we're we're coming to honor and to glorify god uh we we want to we want to offer to him a sacrifice of praise i i like what john piper said um you know he defined true worship as valuing or treasuring god above everything else and so I think that when we come together to uh, worship corporately and, and we're, we're planning our services, we need to make certain that God is the focus and, and that bringing glory to him is our number one goal and our, our number one purpose. Uh, as okay. a matter of fact, if it's not, if that's not what drives us, if, if it's not that passion and desire uh, to just love on him, uh, then, you know, Jesus said in uh, Matthew chapter 15, I believe it was, you know, he says that the people honor me with their lips, but their hearts far from me. And so in vain, uh, they do worship me. Um, I, I yeah. think that, yeah. that, you know, one of the goals is to honor God. And so all of us from, from the staff, uh, those who are on the stage, uh, to, to the sound guys, the the ushers, the greeters who are, are meeting people as they come in to, to the, to the lay person that's just uh, sitting in the pew uh, and participating. All of us need to come with the understanding that, that we're coming there to not to, to see or be seen and not to, uh, not, not to put on a show for ourselves or, or to get uh, what we want. We, we should be coming to, to honor God. And, and I think that unfortunately in, in our culture today, a lot of times, uh, we spend more time thinking about what we want to wear to church than we do preparing 
our ourselves spiritually to go to church and and to mm-hmm. praise and worship mm-hmm. God corporately with one another. Uh, yeah. But secondly, uh, I, I think that that the other main purpose is to encourage one another. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I think as I was getting on, I, I heard you, uh, Dwayne, refer to uh, Ephesians 5:19, and and where Paul is talking about how that. You know, we are yes. to uh, uh, address and to encourage one another with uh, uh, psalms and hymns and, and spiritual songs that, that we sing and we make a melody to the Lord uh, with our heart. But, but we're also doing that to just, you know, let, let everyone around us be reminded of the fact that God is with us and uh, he, he's there, you know, providing for us and and there's a lot of uh, a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reminders in, in uh, wh- whether whether you use the uh, contemporary uh, praise courses of the day or, or whether you uh, prefer using the hymns. Man, there are so many songs God has gifted us with to where the lyrics just speak uh, to His peace and His comfort and His provision, and and those can be great uh, sources of comfort. Uh, to everyone, but but you know, part of coming together corporately is, is to be able to to offer that encouragement to one another. So I think that when when we're planning a service, uh, we we need to we need to keep those two things in mind. That number one, we want to honor God, but number two, we want to encourage people. And and, and so uh, everything okay. we do ought to be and able to answer those questions. Now, would sure certainly think this is the case, but I'll ask you, you think that's what most pastors are wanting from their worship leaders to make sure those two things get done? I mean, surely to get them. Well, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would love to say uh, that without question and, and absolute certainty that that is the, uh, uh, that is the goal uh, in, in the mindset of every pastor. Um, but let's face it, you know, uh, we live in a real world and sometimes uh, the realities of life overtake us, and, and if the pastor is struggling, uh, if there's if there's you know if there's an issue within the congregation, if there's something that you know is going on that uh, maybe not everyone knows about, I mean the pastor may be just be sitting there thinking, oh Lord, please don't let them say or do anything that's going to get me fired this week, uh, or, or you yeah, know just, exactly just 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 get us get us. Well, I think through, they do, do think that sometimes. Oh, okay. I do. And, and I, I know that, that for guys like myself, you know, um, I put a lot of emphasis on the quality of what we bring. I mean, I think that we need to bring excellence. We need to, you know, uh, we, we can talk about how we want to encourage and people and honor God all day long. But if we don't, if we don't put forth the effort and, and try to bring excellence to everything we do, then it's also going to fall flat. Okay. Well, I just wanted to bring in a pastor's perspective on that because I think we hear a lot from ourselves. We talk among ourselves as worship leaders, but ultimately we can we may walk off the platform feeling like we hit a home run, but if the pastor doesn't think so, uh, we probably need to evaluate what we're doing and make sure that we're under his direction and vision. Would you agree with that? I would. I would. And, and you know how I feel. I, I've said this many times before. Uh, I, I believe that one of the most important relationships within the church is the relationship between the lead pastor and the worship pastor. Uh, those yeah. two have to be on the same page. They have to be synced up together. And so, uh, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, a lot of times, that's true. Uh, 
we we don't we don't put enough emphasis on that relationship. We we don't we don't nurture those relationships like we should. Yeah, uh, well, I won't keep you any longer. I don't want to do that. But but you you really did a good job answering at because we had you on the panel, and uh, one of the questions that was asked by someone, uh, what they did, they they used our app, our Next Step Worship app. Uh, and they sent us questions in, so we don't know who sent them, you know. But somebody sent in a question about that relationship with the pastor and the worship leader, and basically the idea of how do you balance honoring God with with what you feel led to do versus honoring the leadership with your pastor. And I thought you did a really good job making sure that they they do understand they do honor God by honoring their pastor. I mean, that was kind of the gist of what I understood from what you said. Uh, and so, I, you know, this is a different thing. We're going in a little different direction, but just the idea of why do we worship in a corporate setting? I, I just wanted to reach out to you on that. So, well, hey, man, thanks, I, I'm man. Thanks for giving glad us that time. I was available. Appreciate it. Yeah, now you know, now you can get back to work on all that NLW stuff you're working on. So, absolutely, fun, fun. absolutely, always onward we got and a lot coming up. Time. So I'll let you get. We we do. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Well, all right. Well, thanks, man. I'll, uh, we'll, I'll check back with you a little later. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye. So what do you think about that, Stephen? I mean, that makes sense, right? We, don't we need to check in with the pastor and see what he, how he defines the worship experience? I, I think so. Yeah, I thought it was great. He answered it really well. Yeah. Better than me, so uh, just listen to, well, okay. listen to well, what he said. He said what I said and then some said <laughs> no, in a better way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, well, I think that I think both everything has been uh, helpful with that. I want to ask you another question, and, and I, I've got some ideas as well. Any book recommendations on worship or leadership, maybe leading worship, quote-unquote, church ministry? Hmm. So what's a book that's helped you? Um, if you want brownie points, you know the one to say. If you want brownie points with me, you know what you know what to say. <laughs> Pure Praise by Dwayne Moore. It's available <laughs> on Amazon. Free, you get for, a free meal. I'm not sure how much. <laughs> um, no, seriously. What, what's a book that's helped you? I do enjoy your book. Seriously, though, it's. I love how practical it is, and I think foundational things are aspects that are often overlooked just because you assume you've got yeah. it and that's exactly when you don't get it. So, so being, being reminded of that having that laid out in front of you to kind of check yourself at the door, I think is really good. Um, another one is when you recommended to me a while back, it's the way of the shepherd and it's okay. a book on leadership. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, I'd forgotten about that it's one. It's yeah. by Dr. Kevin LeMann and Bill Pentak. Uh, Ke- Kevin Lehman is pronounced Lehman. Lehman. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Lehman. Lehman. Yeah. yeah. And I'd forgotten about that. We went through that as a, as a worship staff. Remember mm-hmm. that? Uh, yeah. So in Louisville, when we were in Louisville. Yeah. He basically interviews the CEO of this company, correct? Isn't that kind of the stage set? Mm-hmm. And he's expecting this interviewer is expecting something totally different than what he got because basically what the CEO of this giant corporation did was take him out into a pasture, this guy's pasture where he takes care of his sheep and the CEO taught these principles of leadership um, based on how he tended to his sheep. 
And uh, I just thought it was just a really intriguing idea to begin with, which kind of pulled me in. But also the, the concepts, the lessons were so practical and applicable. So that's one on leadership. Um, Bob Coughlin's book, Worship Matters, is one that I studied through with a group of people a while back mm-hmm. that I really loved, too, a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, those are great. Uh, I would also recommend uh, Spiritual Leadership by Oswald Ch- uh, Sam- Sanders. I have to make sure I don't say Chambers. Oswald Sanders, uh, Spiritual Leadership. Powerful, powerful, practical book on leadership that is so applicable for any church leader. So I would definitely awesome. encourage you uh, to consider that one, too. And I think The Worship Pastor by Zach Hicks is a, is a newer book that's extremely good. Um, practical help for someone in a in a role of leadership in the worship slash creative arts slash music ministry in the church. It's I love his approach. He's he's really really good with that book. So those are just books that come to my, off the top of my head. There's some there's some new ones that are coming out that I, I I'm trying to I, I, you know, I try to keep up, and I'm not quite ready to recommend. I'm still you know checking them out, but but those are some that I think would help. Uh, and, and definitely, um, definitely consider. And I would even go back to uh, C.H. Spurgeon material and people like that. Think, think, uh, oh, you know, from yesteryear. There's some incredible ministry, church ministry material out there written by, by, um, by kind of our forefathers. So to the speak. practice so of praise. Uh huh. That is, yeah, that's a good one. I think you borrowed mine, and I've never, <clears throat> never seen it again. Never actually, got it so. back. Uh, Never got it back. So anyway, yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right. We, we have one more question. We've only got a couple minutes to answer it, a few minutes. But I, I think it's a really good one. We did not get to it at the Refocus Retreat. So let's see if we can tackle it. Now, Stephen, you still are in your formative years in some ways. You've been Actually, you've been doing worship ministry now for, what, eight years since you were a teenager? But, um, for but anyway, let's just ask it. And Twelve. I mean, really, I mean, st- what? You're 24. You didn't start when you were 12. You started the first time I heard you sing. You were 15 or 14, maybe 14. I was, so anyway, yeah, okay, I was 13. That's so. That's when that's when you came. I had you come. You just written a song and you play for your mom and me. It's like, hey, the boy can sing a little bit, you know. Like, well, okay. And you know, you you got you got your guitar out in the middle of the room. You just learned to play guitar. You wrote a song and you played it for us and it kind of blew us away. And I was going over to Mississippi to do a concert. And I said, won't you come with me? And you can sing your song. And you said, uh-huh. okay. And you ended up not doing that song. Remember, you actually did a, a Charlie Hall song. But um, uh, what was it? Marvelous Light. You did Marvelous Light. Uh-huh. But, and, and so I gave you five minutes to sing one song, and you took over. And it's basically, I mean, you didn't really. I mean, you only sang your song, but that's all they talked about the rest of the night. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. And so I knew you had some talent from that one. And so that's what I remember back that long ago. And so, you know, not been doing it a long time, but you have been doing this a while. So here's the question. What advice would you give your younger self upon entering a worship ministry, upon entering doing this thing, you know, this ministry thing? What's, if you were 14 again, what would you tell yourself is basically the idea. Uh, for me, if I was, you know, a, a teenager or a, 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 in my early 20s, what would I reach back and say? So let's just take... One thing apiece. You got anything in mind, or, or, or do you want me to start and give you Yeah, time you can start. Give me a second to think. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll give you a second to think. 
Uh, what advice would I give my younger self upon entering worship ministry? Je I would say just understand you're in it for the long haul and that you won't understand everything anytime soon. Uh, that is very, really important. For me, looking back, I'm still discovering God's journey for me. I mean, it, it's just not as not nice and tidy as I used to think. Where I go to school, I uh, get my degree, I take a church, and I, I'm, I, I, do, I do my church thing, and that's my life. I mean, it may be your life. You may stay, you want to have that mentality of always staying where God puts you. But don't assume that you just get comfortable and, and this is it. You're finished growing. I would say tell yourself never stop growing and never stop uh, uh, being aware of God's leadership in your life. Because it, it's, real, it's real easy to get comfortable and just kind of settled. No, no, no. Uh, settled in contentment, yes. Settled in knowing this is where God's called me to, yes. But uh, always growing as a as a musician, as a, as a spiritual person, and, and theo theologically, uh, just stay sharp. And uh, it's just no telling the 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 direction God will take your life. It's awesome, frankly. And that that's what I'd say to my younger self. Because when you when you when you're on that side of things, you're looking forward. It just looks like this scary darkness you can't see out there. But God will lead you every mm -hmm. step of the way. And this is the only thing else I'd say. I don't know if you remember Dr. Gary Mathena saying this at our retreat. But he was one of our speakers, and he shared this story of about his grandfather wanting his father to go down to the barn one night to get something, and he and they didn't have lights on back at that time at the barn and it just was in darkness he said dad i can't even see the barn he said here's a lantern start walking he said well i don't i can't see the barn he said that's all right the barn is that direction just start walking and he said i took that lantern held it up and started walking toward the barn and every step i took i had enough light to see the next step mm -hmm. and i'd say that to, a, to to my young self god's gonna give you the next step he's gonna always give you the light just stay connected stay growing don't get don't get settled. That'd be my answer. Hmm. Cool. Um, what about you? That's a good one. I think that's really good. I've been fortunate. I don't know. I've always been the type. I believe this is what I was gonna do, and kind of had my mindset on it way before I had any business actually believing that I could do anything like this. <laughs> Like before I was any good, had any real potential, had any real opportunity. I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to play music for a living. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So thankfully I've, I've never, never lacked, never lacked too much in, in confidence or determination for that. Um, I think I'd probably tell myself it's about the people before it's about your artistic expression or your career ambitions. Because I think I, I got caught up in that. I don't know. For me, music was something I, I got into because I enjoyed. Um, I found kind of a cause in music. But eventually that kind of wears off and you just got to figure out what you're aiming at. You know, why do I do what I do? Why do I play music? What's the purpose of it? And I yep. and, and for yep. me, what I've landed on is it's it's the people. It's speaking to the people that are in front of me, the people that are listening to my songs. Um, I want okay. to express myself artistically in it, but if that's the end all, I'm going to have days where I have zero artistic, you know, um, inspiration. And, and so that falls flat there. And then as far as career goes, there are plenty of days where my career is not looking like I wish it looked. 
So that falls flat there, you know. But I can always... I don't know. I, I just I feel like I, I can love people and I can hopefully teach people in and through my music on the good and the bad days. And so it's about people is yep. what I tell my younger self. Make it about people. It's about people. Okay, make it about people, not about yourself. Is that what yes. you're saying? Don't not be about your career. And stuck up and snobby. Okay. Ultimately. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we don't we don't want to hang around people like that. So uh, I don't either. I was still pretty fun to uh, hang okay, around. Okay, well, those are good. So we need to come back and talk about some things that we are learning or something, and but we just don't have a lot of time, but it is important. So uh, we, we'll come back and do that in a moment and talk about something, Stephen, you, you've been learning. Maybe you just, maybe it has something to do with what you just shared or maybe it's something real practical about mixing down these songs i mean i don't know you know something you're learning through this process but anyway whatever you're going to share i've got something in mind uh but it what i'm going to share has to do with this upcoming trip and how we're preparing for it but but let me just mention that that we are we need your prayers for our upcoming uh trip to africa um we're going to be in three countries in in the month of march and um we just got a me- I got a message early this morning from a pastor in Zambia that said he's already got 224 people, leaders, church leaders signed up to attend one of our conferences there. And he said, we have several more planning to come. Haven't signed up yet. Wow. So, so that's going to be incredible. And uh, so we anticipate over a thousand people we will be able to train while we're in Africa and different places and different conferences awesome. and countries. So I know it's huge. And so please pray uh, for that. Pray for safety for our team. We have several people coming over to help us, uh, not only from the United States, but also converging from our lead team in other countries that where we've trained them. And now they're coming to help us train other people. Um, it's really phenomenal, the network of, that God has already given us in just the last four years that we've been doing this uh, ministry. Uh, I, I just could go on and on. We don't have time for that. But, but I'm, I'm sharing this as a prayer request also for the funding. We've got funding to be there, but what we don't yet have fun, enough fun, m- money to do, frankly, is the intensive school. Stephen, you've been to pretty much all our intensive schools except last year's, mm-hmm. and you know the impact it can make. I mean, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Bring them in for a whole week, feed them, house them. I mean, we just do life together for a week, and, and they come from this year we've got them co- in, in next month. Uh, in, we're doing it in Ethiopia, in the country of Ethiopia, and they're coming from all four co- corners, literally, of Ethiopia, from all around Ethiopia. But also we have people coming from uh, Somalia, Eritrea. Uh, these, are, these are dangerous countries, but they're coming to be taught uh, so they can take those principles back to their people, their churches. And mm-hmm. Uganda, Kenya, I mean, I think there's like eight countries maybe represented are going to be. So... Please pray that we have the funding to house these people, feed them for a week, and really take care of them, and, and even help some of them travel to get there. It's very expensive, to be honest. And uh, but that's a prayer request. I wanted to mention that before we go to break. And and so um, yeah, so please pray for them. So we'll we'll be back in a moment, and we'll talk, Stephen, here of something you're learning, and then I'll share something. And and uh, it's been fun so far, though. So I've enjoyed this podcast a lot, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Thanks.
All right, everybody, we're back uh, for one more segment of our podcast today. Uh, really enjoyed uh, trying to answer a few questions that were not answered at the Refocus Retreat this weekend. And, you know, maybe we need to do that again sometimes. Let some people just send in some questions and ha- answer them the best we can. Um, but, Stephen, now we've come to the last segment where it's something we've been learning. And I'm just intrigued. I want to hear something you want to share today. What's something you're learning? Um, something I've been learning, and I feel like I, I relearn this all the time, is that the tortoise and the hare is a very applicable story to life. <laughs> Just okay. the concept that slow and steady wins the race. And, uh, Ah, you know, because okay. some some days, whatever you're doing, progress just feels so minimal as it is, honestly, right now with with a lot of, I've got going on that you wonder if you're getting anywhere. OK. And so ultimately. Yeah. It often just boils down to. Don't don't worry about moving somewhere quickly, just worry about moving somewhere. Take steps mm-hmm. forward, you know because some days it can feel overwhelming. You see this mountain in front of you and you feel like I'll never get to the top of that thing. Just start walking because that's how you get to the top. Um, I wanted to. That's good. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm learning. Uh, Wow. We didn't even talk about this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll share a quote that I may have shared recently. I can't remember. I have no idea who this guy is. I don't even know where I heard the quote, but I heard it recently and I thought it was really good. His name's Anthony Trelope. Does that sound familiar to you? He may no, be like okay. this pagan dude with some really jacked up morals, and I have no idea. So don't model <laughs> your life after this guy necessarily. Okay. But the quote is, a small daily task, if it really is daily, will beat the labors of the spasmatic Hercules. So I think it speaks a little bit to daily discipline, but also to that concept of, of um, you know, if you're con- if consistent you know, step after step, you don't have to run the the whole marathon in two hours, you know, would you say that again? I didn't really quite get what you said. A small daily task. If it really is daily, if you're not lying, will beat the labors of a spasmatic Hercules. So if someone who, Oh, beat the labors of, Oh, wow. So it'll, it'll outdo their efforts. And the difference being, Oh, absolutely. You're consistent. You're persistent, and they are not. Um, and some, yeah, because some yeah. some days you're just not Hercules, and so you've got to you got to figure out how to make it happen. And anyway, and I think, yep, that's good, I've been man. That. Well, mine is around the around the wings of that, and so uh, you just, I'll just highlight, you know, and kind of reemphasize what you said. Really, uh, I think I've shared this before in here, but. Uh, um, few months ago when we were really struggling well actually back in October financially we weren't sure if we were going to make it to the end of the year at that point um I just felt very strongly that to go back over to second Corinthians chapter I'm sorry second chronicles chapter 20 and take a closer look at that story although I wrote a whole book about it there's still you know God's word just is it's a deep well you just can't ever draw it all out at once and sure enough I saw something I never seen and uh, and and just to wrap it up very very briefly it's it's the idea of what are the what do those people do in that setting when they were about to get killed basically they you know armies were marching against them well they prayed first they got together and prayed and then they praised mm-hmm. 
and finally they progressed. Conveniently all starts with P, but whether it did or not is not the point. The point is those are powerful ideas that, you know, get on your knees and pray. Lift up praises to God. Get people praying for you. Get get your that's what Jehoshaphat did. He brought them together and they prayed. But then they didn't then they praised, man. They just said, God's still in charge. Remind yourself of that. Remind you yourself of who he is and then listen for his voice and then go do what he says. Just go do what he says. And do it you, know, you just mentioned, Stephen, climbing the mountain, taking it one step at a time toward where you believe you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And trust him to provide along the way. Yep. Uh, right now, literally just two hours ago, I had a conversation with Donald Katala, who is our Africa director. He lives in Zambia, and we were talking online. And, and we need to purchase uh, some plane tickets before they go up in price. And we've already purchased some. We already spent a lot of money toward this Africa trip in March. But we need to purchase a few more tickets for some more team members. Well, we don't have all the money we need to even have the event yet. But yet here we are considering booking flights. Well, yeah, because we can't have the event without the team there. <laughs> that That's part of it. So we're taking a step toward toward this event we're taking a step toward the fulfillment of our vision by booking these flights does that make sense so if the lord provides the money for the flights we'll book the flights even though we may not have enough for the event yet it's craziness i've never done this before in my life but we're literally taking steps toward where we believe god wants us to be and i'm just learning over and over again that he never lets us down if we'll do that just be faithful walk in faith remember the movie uh oh what's it called uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I forget which one, where, where they're in this 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 old temple, you know, that's, um, and he's got to he's got to go through these tests of courage, and one is to step step in step in faith out onto this board that he can't see. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. and and and, and I, I don't think it's literally blind in that sense, but we may not see it with our physical eyes, but we got to step toward the direction we believe God, and yes. He will hold us up. He really will. And so that, I, I just encourage you in that, all of you guys listening. Now, if you don't know where to go, then be still and quiet and listen and pray. Get back, go back to your prayer closet and pray. But when he gives you a direction, don't be scared to go that way because he'll provide. That's, that, that's my preaching to myself right now. <laughs> I need to hear myself say that. So, all right. Well, hey, I think that's good for today. It's been great. And uh, I'll let you go back to listening to your songs and beating yourself up but i bet they sound great so cool so what what I question before we go if they don't sound right what, what, what are you gonna do send them back to the mixer person just or what are you cry do? about it step? i'm just gonna cry about it all right, well, all right no i'm just kidding Criteria. um it depends on what the issue is yeah yeah we'd send it i mean I, some of us don't know how that stuff works i mean you send it back to whoever mixed it or mastered it and yeah just redo it or are you kind of stuck with it or what no, we we'll we'll work till it's right. So we'll uh, okay probably awesome. send it. Send when, it back when do you think we'll guy. finally hear it out there in public? When do you think we'll finally get to listen to it in public? Another month, two, three. What's, what what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, we're looking at maybe early April right now. And okay. just to right. be to be clear, well, um, cool. for sake of not wanting to smear anybody's name, this is just how it goes in terms of getting whether it's mix mixed tracks so tracks that are, are that are mixed um or getting master tracks mm-hmm. back you listen to them you troubleshoot you know you you call out anything you, you notice and then you send it back so this is really common practice so it's not necessarily one's fault it's just the, the reality well the, okay yeah the guy we're working with is great and he's 
been great, you know. Okay. And so it's just how it goes. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. That helps to know. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we'll look forward to the finished product. So, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll hopefully have you join us uh, next week. We'll do this again. All right. Stephen, thanks, man. Have a good week. Thanks. Yeah.